On the edge of real and cyberspace, there's one place you can go, and you found it. Hey, guys and girls, welcome to Nightwise.com, the podcast with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks. And uh, welcome to another micro edition in the in uh, in the car, recorded on my way to work on my very short commute. So it's going to be a very short show. Last episode, we talked about um, one of the things that I've been uh, pondering and one of the projects that I've actually been working on, that being the uh, the art of less. Using less technology to get more done. And uh, I gotta say, um, working around this topic, thinking, um, finding a great strategy, finding ways to cut down on on the sheer number of devices and tools that we use is a very very challenging but also a very interesting project every time i go out the door or every time i try to implement something um i ask myself the question you know do i really need this can i do it with less and uh it's it's very interesting So what I want to talk to you about today is a topic that I've uh, been working on in my Art of Less uh, project, being uh, my new Linux server. Now, I know uh, I shocked a lot of you guys a while ago with saying that uh, I have let go of my dedicated Linux desktop. And uh, I have. Um, Since the last show aired, uh, I have... uh, even cut down on my Windows devices a little bit more. So um, I originally bought a Dell XPS 13 with Ubuntu to use it as a dedicated Linux machine, but ended up not using it enough because I just need a Windows or a Mac environment when I want to do work for my company or when I want to do work at my client. And uh, well, quite frankly, the XPS didn't get its money worth. Uh, in use, so I decided to nuke it and uh, put Windows 10 on it. This, of course, um, not only uh, pulled upon me the wrath of the community, but uh, <laughs> also uh, the fact that my I, I now had a redundant system. I now had a Surface Pro 4 running Windows 10, and I had my Dell XPS 13 running Windows 10. And depending on my mood, I used to take out one or the other. Now, in my art of less, I've said, okay, no more redundancy, uh, which device is used the most, and that turned to be, turned out to be my XPS 13. So I've even sold off my uh, Windows Surface Pro 4. So, no more Linux desktop for me. Or is there? There is, actually. Uh, a while ago, I made this great swap with a guy uh, who lives near me who was looking for a tablet Uh, where I swapped my Android tablet with uh, a laptop. He had a 17-inch Lenovo uh, B71 laptop, which is an i5 with uh, 8 gigs of RAM and uh, one terabyte drive. And it was in in very good condition, except for the fact that his kid had dropped it. So there was some chassis damage on the back. So he said, like, yeah, I can't sell it secondhand anymore, and you want to trade. I did, and and then I was stuck with this... um, 17-inch pool table that was a laptop. Now, using it as a full-time laptop was not very convenient. I mean, it's way too big. Uh, The screen resolution was full HD, I think. And it was a nice machine, but 
you know, not something that I would pull out and put on my lap. So it was kind of lying around there. So I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I need a Linux desktop, anywho. And I need a server. So why not, uh, you know, do two things at once, cut down my computer park a little bit more and uh, instate this machine as my main Linux server slash remote desktop. Because I have a Linux server at home. It's an tiny tiny um, <clears throat> Acer desktop with an Atom processor. And it's fine. It has two one terabyte drives inside. It's very, it looks very nice. It's very quiet. It's a, one of these microsystems. Um, and it's running my Plex and um, my Calibre ebook server. So I really, you know, use Linux on a daily basis. If we watch something off of Plex, we use that machine. If I uh, <clears throat> want to get a book from my library, I use that machine. So I am still using Linux. It's also my command line place to go to, you know, my, my dedicated server. But <clears throat> to use it as a, as a desktop via TeamViewer or something wasn't very convenient because it's, it's a slow system. And lately I've been noticing that it's, well, it was also getting uh, a little bit slow when it came to encoding Plex video. So I thought, you know what, this system is getting a little bit slow. I've, I've got this i5 laptop lying around. Why not combine both and turn my i5 17-inch laptop into a Linux server? <clears throat> that will give me an i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, uh, a 1 terabyte drive, and uh, a fairly, you know, spiffy machine. Good. That's what I did. So I installed <clears throat> Linux Mint on it. Because I gotta be honest, I tried the new version of Ubuntu, the first version based on GNOME, but it is slow, sluggish, and not quite ready for prime time. And I wanted to have something that was pretty snappy, so I went uh, with Mint because I've I've been using Mate for a while, and I've kind of had it with Mate. <laughs> I went like, okay, Mate, we're done. Uh, so I thought Mint would be good, and it's actually a great continuity when you're working with Windows 10 and you're working with Mate Cinnamon, the interfaces kind of look alike, which makes it easy to, to slide across. And, and Mate's a beautiful operating system, you gotta say. Uh, Mint, sorry, is a beautiful operating system, you gotta say. So I decided to go with that. So I installed Linux Mint on my 17-inch uh, laptop, um, adjusted the power settings that the laptop would uh, be on 24-7, even if I closed the lid, and then I close the lid and put it in the cupboard. Now, it's a 17-inch laptop, it's quite large, so I could put it down flat, but that would not give me a lot of room to put other things down, and I wanted to put my NAS right beside it. So I folded it shut and I placed it on its side, and the way that I keep it up straight is using an IKEA napkin holder, and I'll, I'll have a picture for you in the, in the show notes, where I have this 17-inch laptop propped up vertically shut you know, with the lid closed, uh, in this uh, IKEA napkin holder, and it's actually quite good. It has enough room to uh, to for the fans and everything. It's not surrounded by dust, and, and everything is just hunky-dory. <clears throat> Before I closed it, of course, I enabled OpenSSH server, I enabled uh, VNC, and I enabled TeamViewer, so I would be able to remote control the machine automatically. Boom, shut it, put it there, and um, dragged across part of my um, uh, TV show collection uh, to feed the new Plex server, which I installed on there. So 
I installed the Plex Media Server on there, which is now pointing to my uh, classic show collection. I've got like things I ripped uh, a long time ago, Blake 7, uh, Hill Street Blues, some, some Dutch series that I ripped from DVD. And you know, you can find them on Netflix and I don't have a single DVD player in the house anymore. So uh, that's a great place to store my media. So Plex server enabled, TV shows copied over, and that's that taken care of. Um, I watch Plex using the iOS app on my tablet, and I uh, stream the content directly to my Chromecast. So I'm kind of doing a Linux to iOS to, I don't know, what's Chromecast? Android? Is it Android? Or can we, can we put it as a different OS? So we'll just call it Android. So I'm doing a cross-platform ping-pong right there to, to get my, my medium done, my, my TV show viewing done. So that's nice. Um, the second thing I've installed on my server is uh, Transmission. It's a BitTorrent client, Linux BitTorrent client. Um, I use that to download my distros and if I have to download anything that comes uh, as a torrent, like for example, um, copies of Star Trek Continues, that great show by, made by the fans that you can also download via BitTorrent to save them some bandwidth. Perfectly legal. BitTorrent is not illegal, it's a protocol. Uh, it's the content that might be legal or illegal and that is all up to you kids. So I use Transmission for that and uh, because I don't want to be, uh, you know, taking over the desktop all the, all the time. I've uh, enabled um, the web uh, interface on transmission, so that way I can uh, quite easily add torrents, uh, keep track of torrents, so by just going to my server in a browser. Same goes for my Plex Media Server, which I can also control via my browser. So Plex, transmission, what else do you want to run? Oh, of course you need an ebook server, so here comes Calibre. Uh, Calibre, if, if, if you haven't heard about Calibre, you haven't listened to the show at all over the last couple of years, because uh, this is one of, the, of these killer tra uh, Linux apps or cross-platform apps that I absolutely adore. Uh, I've got all my ebooks in the library. Calibre is an application that lets you read your ebooks, uh, share them, convert them to all kinds of formats. You can do everything with Calibre. And make your own web, uh, your your own ebook server, so uh, you can um, open up Calibre to the web, uh, or to a web interface. That is, come on, uh, I'm 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 behind a truck, which is really slow. Come on, guy. Um, so you can uh, interface with your library via the web interface. You can even read books. You can convert books to all possible formats. You can email books, add books, remove books. Can do that um, and uh, I've got that installed and uh, the web interface is open so whenever I want an ebook I just uh, take my tablet or even my Kindle I just surf on over to my Linux server and uh, open the web interface and open uh, and, and download uh, and open the book that I want to use so that also works really well um, so there you go, um, movies, um, let me see, movies, uh, torrents, books, I've, I'm, 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 I've, I've got it all served up on this, uh, on this i5 machine. Um, 
Next up is the fact that uh, if I want to add new books to my Calibre library, I don't want to do it via the desktop interface. So it's all server right now. I haven't done anything with the desktop yet. Uh, and you can using the command line um, by just uh, downloading or putting the ebooks that you have into a directory, for example, a new PDF or an ebook that, EPUB that I found, and then going in via the command line and then just type Calibre uh, DB space add space and then the name of the uh, the file with the ebook in it. And Calibri automatically adds that file to its database without you having to open any graphical interface whatsoever, which is really cool. You can even write a little script that runs this uh, through a directory, like for example, you have a download directory for your eBooks, and once a week you run this uh, this script that goes Calibri DB space add space anything with the EPUB extension in this directory. It's, it adds it to Calibre, and then you just say clean the directory. And that way you have a self-updating Calibre library with a really uh, fancy script. So that's that. And then there are some more server tasks that I want my server to do, which is, for example, allow me to have a secure connection home. And uh, you all know how we do this. We do this with uh, shuttle, S-S-H-U-T-T-L-E, which is kind of the poor man's VPN. It sets up a uh, split tunnel or full VPN over SSH from whatever host you're using to whatever host you're using. Uh, so to, to your Linux machine, and you only need SSH. So you, you install uh, the SSH server on my server, which I've done. I've opened up a port to the World Wide Web, which I've done. And um, on my uh, Mac, I can do it, and but I can't do it on my Windows machine. I can, or in any Linux VM that I might still be using, I just uh, use the command shuttle SSHUTTLE to set up a secure encryption, encrypted channel to my home server and surf uh, completely anonymously, uh, leaving the interwebs at home and not at whatever Wi Fi public hotspot that I'm using. So that's also a pretty important one. Then there are, of course, the command line apps that you gotta use. Uh, so sometimes I SSH into my server via the command line and I run stuff like IRSSI for my RC chats, Ranger, which is a great file manager over the command line, Enmon, which is a command line slash graphically an ASCII interface to, to uh, keep track of uh, how good, <laughs> how bad your CPU is taxed and stuff like that. So those are, are you know, just some of the apps that I use. RTV, of course, to read Reddit via the command line. So I use that via RTV. So those are all the functions that my server has. Uh, aside from that, it runs some, some scripts to, for example, I've enabled Dropbox on it. So it goes to my camera uploads folder in Dropbox where all the folders are copied over that I uh, make with my, uh, with my phone's camera. And um, I'm really careful here in traffic because these these balloons they all take le priorité à droite. So when they come from the right, when the car comes from the right, they have the right of way, which is really which is really uh, <laughs> scary because where I come from we don't have that, and that's just 10 miles away. So um, what was I saying? lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, I've got a Dropbox script running that um, 
cleans out my Dropbox folders camera upload. Oh, it's, uh, every camera upload that is older than 30 days gets removed, put in an archive folder locally, and that way I keep my Dropbox nice and clean. So those are the functions that my little server has. And finally, of course, there is, you know, likewise, you need a Linux desktop. I have a Linux desktop. I've installed TeamViewer, which enables me to remote control that machine and do all the desktop things that I want to do. And imagine this, it's great, it's fast. And because it's an i5, um, it kind of, uh, you know, it's snappy too. So I've got this, this machine that is both a server and a well, remote desktop. And I've cut down on my number of machines. Well, not physically, but uh, functionally. So no more dedicated Linux server and no more dedicated Linux desktop. But now I have a Linux server that does all I want it to do and a Linux desktop that I can connect to from anywhere using TeamViewer to do all of my Linuxy things. So that was the microcast for today. Less with more using a laptop as a Linux server and as a remote desktop. See you guys next time. Bye. And that's all the time we have this week on the nightwise.com podcast. Season 12, episode 2, One Linux to Rule Them All. Following on from last week's episode about the year of less and the intention to do more things with less gear, Nightwise talks this week about how to make an old laptop serve a new life as a server to run pretty well anything that you might want to run on a Linux system. Linux has often been an OS that will allow you to get a new lease on life for older hardware. Finding ways to use a laptop in the home as a Linux server is a great way to repurpose that old device. Whether it's downloading files, serving ebooks, or offering you a way into your home network from abroad, a Linux laptop may just be the solution that you need. It's certainly one that's worked for Nightwise. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that through all the usual methods. The best two are probably the email address at feedback at nightwise.com or on Twitter at nightwise.com slash Twitter. Show notes for today's episode are going to be available over on the website at nightwise.com. You'll also find there links to subscribe to the show and the nightwise.com media feed in pretty much any format you can imagine. Until next time, this is Keith Murray signing off for nightwise.com. Reminding you that no matter what kind of technology you have, whether it's a super-powered supercomputer or an old leftover laptop, do what you can to let the technology work for you instead of the other way around. You have been listening to the Nightwise.com podcast, the show with hacks, tips, and tweaks for cross-platform geeks. Send your feedback, questions, or start your own personal flame war by contacting us directly on feedback at nightwise.com or following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Google+. You can support the show by sharing it with your friends or writing us a nice iTunes review at www.nightwise.com forward slash iTunes. Or, if you have some credits to spend, click the PayPal button on the nightwise.com website to help us pay the bills. Just remember, there is real life outside cyberspace. But it's not all that important.